This is Blender Style, the show where we discuss a blend of heavy and extreme music. In this episode, Sabaton, Corollis Rex. So this album was released in 2012 on Nuclear Blast Records. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, guys. I've not, this was my pick, I'm not super familiar with Sabaton, or I wasn't. But I've heard a lot of buzz about this band, like in the meme culture, there's a lot of... Uh, like uh, army tank memes and stuff like this. GI Joe jokes. GI Joe jokes because these guys look like GI Joe characters. Hold on. Is it GI Joe jokes or is it just GI jokes? It's GI jokes. Okay. GI yokes. Yokes. Oh. So I googled their best uh, album and it came up with the uh, Corollis Rex. So I was like, all right, let's try this one. All right. I wasn't super familiar with it at all, and I uh, thought it'd be a good one to check out. It actually went quadruple platinum. Did it really? It did. Yes. And also, this is the first, the, almost everyone in the band quit. After this. No, before this. So, so I was wanna, it before or was it after? I want to touch on your, I want to touch on your quadruple platinum. Because it went gold in Poland and mm-hmm. quadruple platinum in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Not quadruple platinum in the United States. Because we don't know Oh, music. yeah, obviously. We sure as fuck don't know music. No. So this was produced by Peter uh, Tagberton? Yeah, so this guy played in hy- uh, Hypocrisy. Yes, and Pain. And Pain, which is like a newer band that's kind of... Which is, yeah. We've been we've been sharing this song from Pain, and it's like a hard rock song. And it I'm is. like, this I'm like, this isn't Hypocrisy. This isn't Peter, whatever the guy's name is. And I can't stop listening to this song. It's like earworming into my head. He's actually been pretty active for the last few years i, I mean, think he's as a producer with, more than uh, in this band yeah, the lead singer of romstein and stuff he's been doing albums with him and uh they're pretty good as well yeah, his so, solo the romstein guy's solo stuff yeah so to touch on what nate said this was the last album to feature both of their guitarists their drummer and their keyboard player the bass player and the singer are the only ones who remained oh so they all they were all that remained <laughs> So also, the Hammer of Metal magazine rates this as the 20th best power metal album of all time. So this is power metal, war history power metal. Oh, for sure. You're learning something while listening. This is a history lesson, like you said, of the Swedish Empire. So I went to look up lyrics, and there's like history on their website. So good. Well, it's a concept album. It's the uh, concept album about the rise and fall of the Swedish Empire. So most power metal has like soaring dynamic vocals, very impressive vocals. Sabaton does not do that. So I want to touch on the whole rise and fall of the Swedish Empire because the Swedish Empire was the only Scandinavian country to ever reach a superpower status. Is that a thing? It is. Oh. So their reach was actually profound for the time. I think superpower might be a Judas Priest album title. (laughs) So the... uh, one of the things that really stands out for Sabaton is the vocals. So most power metal bands have uh, crazy technical vocals, really high-pitched singing, you know, beautiful vocals mixed with all kinds of... This guy's mid-range the whole time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he does a great job of it, too. It's in the pocket. It fucking works, bro. It's so good. And, he, and his voice is commanding, too, which is... Which, not only being mid-range the whole time, but it's a mid-range commanding, almost like a... The the album, like Nate said, is a 
concept for the rise and fall of the Swedish Empire, but 90% of this album touches on the military prowess of the Swedish Empire. And this dude's voice through the whole thing is a military commander marching his troops sure. into battle. Well said. Commanding is perfect. Yeah, it's said so him. good. This is something you're definitely listening to before going into battle. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like uh, it's very theatric and like uh, anthem, like it has an anthem sound to yes. it. Yes. Like if you go to a Sabaton concert, everyone's singing along. That's what this sounds like. Yeah, and I've seen some live videos, and everybody is singing along. So you nailed it. Well, it's on a, point, it's right? some arena metal stuff. Arena, exactly. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like the production value. It makes it sound like you're in an arena. It's huge. Like I can't imagine these guys playing a bar. It wouldn't sound. Oh fuck like no. No, this and, is this is one of those bands that you need that big sound stage and a thousand amps, yeah, a thousand they, speakers. They have to yeah. sound huge, and and they do a good job sounding huge. There's a lot of bands who, do, when they sound big, they don't. Sound they, great. These guys sound live and big. Yes, and it's a hard, hard thing to capture, but they do it really well. They do. They do it it's a man of war yes. type feel, like where like you know that what you're gonna get when you get it live. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's definitely. But you touch bases on the vocals. And I know that he's mid-range, but what I love about this album, which is an album that they've done, you know, was the most they've done on it was like the choir and stuff mm -hmm. that went along with it. Like even like the main choir parts that were going on with it, uh, it makes very well with his range of vocals. Uh, I, I think it's very operatic, very ballady. Operatic's very, a good way to put it. It's like a, it's like music theater. Right in the beginning, it's about a Swedish 1600s whatever war conflict. And, you know, some woman comes out and she's belting out these like high notes and whatever. And then the general comes out mm -hmm. and that band comes out with them and they start singing about like the war. That's Sabaton. That's what this sounds uh, like. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and they do a good job of using, like, like Nate was saying, the operatic backing on the, the pivotal points of, of the... Uh, the chorus and the, and the songs they use this really cool they have this tendency to use like a really crunchy guitar and like beefy almost, guitars yeah almost gets beefy. larger than life for these pivotal like backup vocals and it's it's an excellent use of backup vocals and background guitar and synthesization like it sounds like tons of people are singing oh, yeah. with it it's crazy it's almost like, like it kind of tugs on your your soul like church music does yeah almost i honestly like in my notes i'm like at first, what was a bad thing that turned into a good thing was churchy. It reminded yeah, me yeah, of church, right? you know? But then I got into something. Like, you're thing. almost compelled to, like, sing along with it. And you're like, I don't want to <laughs> sing along with it. It's making me feel icky in my soul. Yeah, I don't want to raise my hands. But I'm raising my hands. Jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you guys like about this? I love the beefy guitars. Um, I love the very, like, it honestly reminded me of also a, of queen at some points but like very like beefy yeah. very yeah you know, almost like larger that big than sound life. yes oh. yeah and, that big uh, sound yeah and there's definitely a story going on with oh, this totally story so i love that the the concept of the vocals i mean the lyrics and stuff actually mix very well musically and uh so what i kind of didn't like what i've noted down right away was kind of like the churchy feel and it kind of was a turnoff. But then when I listened to it again and again, it was very nostalgic. Like it was trying to touch your soul, and you're like, I don't like that right away. But then you kind of get used to it, and you're like, this well, is Well, yeah, beautiful. it reminded me of church, and church isn't all that fun. That's bizarre. We didn't talk about this. We haven't been to church together. I'm not a churchgoer. You went to church more than me. 
But yeah. I definitely, growing up, I was... I dabbled a little bit, right, as a youngster. Mm-hmm. And this, it's weird that we came to the same conclusion that it has that churchy feel, which is I like... I mean, the choirs, the men choirs, the... I mean, it... But it's not like... It's not church music, like, in that sense that it sounds like, you know, shitty church music, the reason I stopped going to church. But it was more like, it tugs on your soul the same way. Honestly, I would have to agree with you. I think, honestly, one of the coolest things and the most beautiful things, this might sound a little stupid, but is a a men's voice, uh, like, within a choir and stuff. I, I think it's very epic there's something humble about it there's something primitive and and that's the thing about this about it you know that's the thing about this is it's not it's not like beautiful in the way that like what when we're saying church music right a lot of people think of angelic stuff like this this is like struggle this is commanding um, it's commanding this guy has like commanded his army into yes you know he's like, you die for me it's beautifully done when they in the song, A Lifetime Award. This one really hit me at an emotional part okay. of my life, which is kind of funny to talk about. You know, they talk about, has man gone insane? And these guys are like students of war. Like, this guy has clearly done his homework. He understands war. Well, I don't necessarily know that they understand war, but they understand the history of Sweden, the country they're from. But they... He, these these are equivalent to those fo- Civil War junkies in, in the United States who go in and do these Civil War reenactments, and they could tell you every fucking thing about it. But there's so a, it's about war. But it is a, about war. There's a takeaway, right? When you do this over and over again, that, like these guys have done, you're like, it's all war. Oh, it is all war. But- and, and A Lifetime of War, that's what that song's about. He talks about, you know, like, is there no fucking end to this? No. And it's fucking emotional, bro. Like, it really fucked me up when I heard this. I was like, and I keep going back to it over and over again, that song, yeah. A Lifetime of War. And it's just, it's, it's heart wrenching because he's just like, he's like pouring himself out. Like, is there nothing else we can do? It, well, the course is also very epic. It's a mm-hmm. lifetime of war. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's very epic. It's proud, but it's also sad at the same time. And what I love also about this, the end of the song, Lifetime of War, is, dude, you go into this awesome, epic guitar solo. That's oh, just, yeah. That guitar solo is so good. The, uh, probably the best guitar solo on the, on the, on album. the, on the album, yeah. in my opinion. And uh, and then after that solo, you know, you have the violin mm-hmm. that comes in on it, dude. It's just very... And he's not... It fits the lyrical content. And I love it's, that, like, from a power metal perspective, he's not, like, slaughtering it with insanely technical vocals yeah it's not even that great but it just works so fucking good yeah i agree it's super refreshing so would you say that the highlight for this record is the vocals as weird as it sounds because this is like the least vocally technical band in power metal one thousand percent yes it's the vocals and i would agree except for i would add to the fact that not necessarily the the lead singer's vocals, but the use of backup vocals is what makes us think. That choir just... The, the choir the layering and, of vocals the layering and the accents. And, I mean, just... He knows exactly where to put those, like, bam, those those the big exclamation points and just, like, really drive home the fact of what he's singing about. Okay. This album made me feel smarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so really, you're learning it history really did because Because I'm not a history fan, but... The, this album made me start researching not only the this the history of the Swedish Empire, but also 
he uses a lot of Swedish phrases in this. Mm-hmm. Even for the for the English version, there's a lot of Swedish phrases in it that you go in and you you yeah. research, and then now all of a sudden you know, you're singing along with it, and it's like you watch uh, YouTube videos of people who are like, "Oh, I learned English by watching movies." I was like, "How the hell did you ever do that?" Because I could watch all the German movies I want, I'm never going to get any hint of German. Mm-hmm. This made me learn phrases in Swedish that I was fascinating not aware of. Because there's a Swedish and English version of yes, this album. Yes, exactly. Did and any of you guys listen to the Swedish version? I, I listened not. to the Swedish one first. Oh, really? And it was really good. And then I listened to the English one, and it really... It works. Opeth has also done something that is similar to this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, The last album they came out with, he did, I think it was Swedish... Wow. Dude, we got to do a Swedish episode. Okay, <laughs> can I can I touch on the whole Swedish version of this? So you listened to the Swedish version. Yeah. Did you listen to it, Nate? It's in, I, I listened to it a couple of times. But I listened to it, yeah. Did the, did the it lyrical... It sounds the same. Yeah, did the lyrical structure line up? It was bizarrely similar. Okay, because that was one thing that I was thinking the whole time. Listen, does he write in English? Like you hear German. Or does he use English words to try and... Fit with the Swedish term. I don't know if the translations are close. It sounds very like. Yeah, see, I'm not versed enough in Swedish to know. Because if you listen to the English side of things, there's also like words that seem a little like maybe missing or like. But yeah. you've heard like Rammstein songs yeah, that are yeah. German and then they do English versions and yeah, it like sounds that, weird. Not, yeah. This does. This all sounds cohesive. It does, and that, so that's what I was wondering. Does does the Swedish version match up? Match up I mean, lyrically. So I listened to the Swedish version thinking it would sound like. Way better, different. like more like that's how they wrote it. Yeah, and then I go to Eng- the English version. It doesn't sound different, really. Okay, it's so just I can understand all the words. So, question here, real quick, because it went quadruple platinum, right? And sweet. So, do you think that maybe it being two versions oh, helped, helped it go yeah. to platinum? Yes, even though it was platinum in Sweden. Absolutely. I don't know because the agree. only place it went quadruple platinum was in Sweden. I know, but I'm it, sure it helped. Yeah, it didn't like, Honestly, like when I went out to like Austria, I loved that like, I had the option. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have to agree. Yeah, right. Because we're nice. we're like deep metal heads. We go into weird shit. We're not opposed to listening to foreign language no. stuff at all. One hundred percent. But I like that I had the option. I listen yeah. to Maximum and the Hormone. They're all in Japanese. So good, great band. Yeah, jumping everywhere type of thing. Oh. Okay, so we're raving about this album, but it's not perfect. It kind of gets a little repetitive for me. Like it's uh gets old a little bit. Like I love it, but it's it's power metal and that's not my favorite genre. I would say that the negative for me would have to be the church aspect of it. I think at some ironically. Points, yeah, I think at some <laughs> points I I love it, but also at the same time it's a little too much. And also the cover at the very end kind of just ruins it for me. I didn't like the cover yeah, at all. And already yeah. now, like it seems to contradict the uh, the other. It message. just didn't fit. It's like, like war sucks. You know, we're talking about war, and it's like you're in the army. Uh, we're no. insane, and it's like join the army. So, Uncle Sam wants you in the army. So I, I would say that that my negatives about this were yeah the the army cover. Then what is it uh, in the army? In the army else? now. I could have done without it, but also, ironically, as much as I I like the fact that they're a Swedish band covering these Swedish things, I didn't like the use of all the Swedish language phrases and stuff. Mostly because this album was so interesting and so engulfing, like it really brought you in. 
that I think the Swedish phrases, for me at least, slowed it down to where I'm pausing the music to look up what that means. Really? So I guess I didn't catch it. So there's parts in the English version where they're still using Swedish. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. Oh. So, Maybe that's uh, why it seems so uh, cohesive to me. Gottman Unz. Awesome fucking song. But I had to pause it because I was like, what the fuck well, does that, that mean? even no, mean? That's true. Okay. So I was like, so it, it kind of... But you're a lyrical guy. I am a lyrical you're guy. You're like, that's hey, what they, I'm like, so I'm reading the long with it. So I'm reading along with it. And I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. I got because because they reiterate it so many times. Like if it was just a one-time passing thing in the song, but it was part of the chorus. It was like mm. the main theme of the song, and you go to research it, and it kind of breaks the thing. I mean, after I read it, yeah, it was great. The song because I knew what it meant. It was fucking awesome. But. I think that's so, fine. So, are you are you like picking for like something oh, yeah. that? Hey, I am okay. so <laughs> grasping for shit because honestly, this album. You're like this album oh, gave yeah, us yeah. an English and Swedish version, and the English version had some Swedish in it. God damn it! No, it, it wasn't even that the English version had some Swedish. It was the English version had some Swedish to where the point where it it ruined the. It broke it up. It to, broke it. It, it broke it, it, broke it to that. where I had to you pause it. You got a it. fucking English version. Be happy. <laughs> but there's Swedish in it, so it's not English. <laughs> so now I have to fucking Google Translate what Gottment Bunts means, and it means God with us, and it makes fucking perfect sense, and it sounds exactly the same, which makes me think back to what we were talking about earlier with the, is the Swedish version much different from, like, where the vocal... So you're saying they could have just done it in English. They could have just done it in Swedish. <laughs> and it would have been just as good. But I am grasping because this album to me was fucking amazing and almost perfect. Some of it yeah, sing-songy, okay. like a um sounds like pirate music in some parts. Oh, just like sure. you're like they're saying Now you just ruined it because now that's all I'm gonna think about when I listen to this. Yeah, it sounds like I mean, how did you not like it's like, like swashbuckling in some parts? Yeah. Like, dude, people are rowing during this. We need to do it. We need to get a blender style yacht and just like totally with, go with seven fucking seas. guitars. They're just like rowing with guitars <laughs> on a little fish boat. Yeah, um, I could see that. Out this current river, trying to <laughs> <laughs> avoid the lake. Oh god, I give this a four point four. Absolutely killer album. Um, I understand why people love Sabaton now. I didn't get it before, but I totally get it. Four point four. Okay, so. I gave this a 3.8. It probably would have been higher, but like I said, just the fact that I couldn't listen to it all the way through because of my anal retentiveness about having to know what the fuck they're saying, because had I listened to it and not read the lyrics, I would have been fine. But the fact that I dug deep into the lyrics, I had to pause and research what some of the phrases were, and it kind of ruined the interaction for me. Kind of exhausting to go through. Not really ex like, exhausting the first time around. Now you're going to do know, homework to listen yeah, to this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that I'm done with it and I understand it, I would probably go back and listen to it and give it a higher rating. But I think just, you know, for the time that we had with it and that the having to, to research what the lyrical content meant because I'm such a lyrics person kind of ruined it for me. It didn't really ruin it for me, but it just slowed it down for me. I'll put it that way. So that was a, a big hindering... Thing on your actual it was and it's it's only because it that's was, weird because i don't give a fuck yeah well it's only because it's such a fucking good album that i'm just like i need to know i listen to german about. death metal or black metal and i'm like i don't even know what language mm. this is yeah see i couldn't do that just because of that i would have to know what they're saying it's good to know okay for me originally it was like a 3.5 but then after i had listened to listen to it with my bros here 
I would have to definitely say it's a 3.8. It goes up a little bit more. Um, I think the vocals are great. I think the lyrics are great. I love the beefy guitars and the drums are spot on. I also like the little touches of like the violin and stuff. Uh, I think it's a, a pretty epic album and uh, I would definitely listen to it again. So I give it a 3.8. This is Blender Style. That was Corollis Rex. Blend your face off. <laughs>